Hello, Sean here. Just thought I'd jump on the mic before we actually jump on the mic and start the podcast. This was an episode with myself and Lukey. We were supposed to record this on Thursday, but things got in the way, which we'll talk about on the podcast. And now we're doing this on a Sunday um, and doing it over Zoom. So the audio is a little bit different, let's say. Um, so you just have to bear with us for that one. It sounds a little bit more authentic, let's say. That's a good way to put it. Um, but nevertheless, good episode, great stuff to talk about. And, you know, it's it's intelligible. So Let's get into it and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to the Deep Two NBA podcast. I am your co-host this week, Lucas Petridis, joined uh, as all as you know, once every month by yeah, the one and only Sean Carroll, Mister 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 my man. How are we? Yeah, good, good in yourself, mate. Uh, I reckon we'll keep that. That's a good one. It was. Um, how are you feeling after yesterday? It must have been strange watching basketball and not being in IST day, huh? That's uh, oh my god, <laughs> bit of a foreign concept. Take me back, take me back to the IST days of Friday. Yeah, well, what you know, isn't it? It's Saturday for us, yeah. Yeah, I know. So it would have been Friday for us. No, oh. what are you saying? No, I'm saying I'm I'm talking Saturday, about Australian Saturday. time. Saturday was last day. Yeah, which means the day before that had to be Friday. Unless yeah. they switch Thursday and Friday this week. But we're recording on a Sunday night. Yeah, I know. But the IST is, as you know, oh. say it with me, Tuesdays and Thursdays. But that's yank time, which means it's exactly right. Oh, Wednesdays and Fridays, our time. Oh. I think so. Oh, I've, completely mi- I've completely missed up my days. I thought it was um, I thought it was Saturday. Wait, hang on. Anyway. I, I might have messed where- this up. <laughs> Nah, this is why you don't record on Sunday. It just throws everything off. Like, there's a game on right. There's two games on right now. The Warriors are up 19 points against the Clippers at halftime. It's 19 and to Wardell zero. Dot, <laughs> Wardell dot Curry. Oh, see, Sarge got the start ahead of um, Looney. You all uh, Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. The T Wolves yeah, just tipped don't. off behind star, All Star yeah. Center, Rudy Gobert. <laughs> This podcast might just be like sitting here watching the game every now and then. Yeah. This is box score live on delay with Sean and Lucas. Uh, well, should we also I wait? What I... the fuck? Draymond Green is four or five from the from the downtown range. This is what I said in the group chat yesterday. All that whole suspension, he was just shooting. Yeah, um, shooting blanks. Let's actually should we should we should we take a step back and maybe explain to the. Explain to the listeners why you sound like dog water and why it's a bit weird right now. Um, yeah, peek behind the kimono. Um, yeah. As they say in, as they say in uh, Jurassic Park, um, life it's gets great, in the way. It's a great um, time to be a basketball fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we've had to postpone the Thursday uh, regularly scheduled programming because um, I'm up in Creswick, beautiful part of the world, God's country. Um mm. Uh, and yeah, so we just postponed the podcast to Sunday. So I'm, I'm, you've, you've started the Zoom call. You're on a Zoom call like a normal person, but I yeah. don't have a mic, a mic that connects to the, the best mic I could scrounge up was, um, the one you're listening that, to. Like, short, the one you're listening to. Remember that short era in Apple's lifetime where they're like, all right, no audio jack, but don't worry. We're going to give you headphones that doesn't have an audio jack. It's just got a lightning cable. So that's all I've yeah. got. Oh, so that's, God. Um, so, after, <laughs> so I've dialed in on my phone, just like, you know, I've put in the phone number 
Yeah. And then I've put in the the 12 digits and then I've put in the six digits and then some bloke with a very American accent has uh, has said, hold on, hold on, you're in the waiting room. Oh, God. Oh, uh, um, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure you... Wait, an actual person? Fine, but or is it an AI? No, nah, it's a... Yeah, it's an AI. That just yeah. says you're in the waiting room. Um, yeah, so we're on Zoom. Does it yeah. sound like real bad yeah. or is it... No, it doesn't sound real. Like, yeah. it doesn't... It's probably the worst you've ever sounded on the pod. But it's not like... You can hear you. It's not like, oh, what what's Sean saying? It's like, oh, Sean, mm-hmm. did you get that... Uh, <laughs> Sean, bloody put your mask down, mate. COVID's over. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. So, that, so, just like in terms of the conversational flow, there's not, we're going to have to tee each other up. Don't tell the listeners this, but we're going to have to like tee each other up. And we're not going to have the verbal cues. Yeah. And we're not, you know, we're not even going to have the body language. And we miss out. It's not only that we miss out on the in-person recording. We miss out on the fucking, even looking at each other. I'm looking at a stupid fucking mm. phone little symbol that goes green every time you speak. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking at the run sheet, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's oh, a better way to go. What, what's on the top of the run sheet? Well, it's actually the in-season tournament because we are... Uh, we're in the Vegas. Is it, are we in the Vegas? No, we're not. We're in the we're in the quarterfinals, but we're almost at the Vegas ones. Um, in, yeah, the knockout rounds. Yeah, what the are quarterfinals. You, yeah, yeah. Now this this is one of those excruciating uh, audio cues. Um, what do you think, Lucas? About the, the final eight teams remaining. Do I have to talk about the teams? Can I just talk about the IST? No, nah, nah, yeah, just talk about the vibe. We'll, we'll just do a quick ten on this. Just yeah, what's the what's the feeling? Quick 10. Look, I was on the JVG <clears throat> tribute show last week. And yeah, last week. And me and Marco are talking about, you know, coming down from Strawberry Fields and just answering questions mm-hmm. from our loyal Reddit, uh, our loyal Reddit Redditors, I guess. Um, and one of them was about the IST. And my my feelings have changed a little. I'm still of the belief that you got to stop jamming it down our throats. You have to let fans find their own reasons to like it. Um, and... It's a bit too much, you know, like just chill. Uh, you don't need to do the ad with fucking Draymond as a postman or whatever <laughs> and all that stuff. And like, <laughs> and every time a player answers a question about it in a, in a, in an interview, it just sounds like they have a gun held to their head. But I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm turning a little bit because there's been a few times where I'm like, God, oh, fuck, I don't want to watch fucking team a and team b play right now i'd much rather go on youtube and watch bad friends with bobby lee and andrew santino uh, so maybe once the like the knock at the not the knock at once maybe once the grand final let's not call it like the championship match or whatever they want to call it let's call it the grand final um maybe i when think play- i think there are actually some people who, who wanted to call it the big dance yeah okay well when the big dance is happening uh <laughs> Maybe that'll be interesting and it'll peak interest uh, at a time of the year where there is this kind of lull. But overall, you know, mm. uh, I think it's going to take years for um, any sort of genuine feeling and fandom to be generated. I feel like they're, 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 kind uh. of, they're sprinting, I think, which is, you know, as uh, the old adage goes, shout out to all the wogs out there. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And shout out to all wogs because of marathon, <laughs> not because of the saying. Um, but that, yeah, those, those are my, those are my brief slight, those are my comprehended extensive thoughts. What, Hey, Sean, what do you think about the in-season tournament? I, I'm actually a lot, a lot further ahead than you. I, I really like it. And I think that the, I think the fan 
ceiling is actually a lot closer to yes, I think the NBA is ahead of themselves here with making the ad, like the special adverts. There's like three adverts and there's DeMar DeRozan and Trey Young in a lift, like trying to click in a button to go to Vegas. It's like, don't fucking kid yourselves. Like, yeah, it's bullshit. Um, DeMar would knock his fucking lights out in a second. <laughs> no, but not even. Just 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 cast better. Cast, I don't know, like <laughs> yeah, Kevin Durant, right? Yeah, and then the Kumpo. Yeah, um, true. But it's uh, like, yeah, the the ads are a bit far-fetched and stuff. But I, I think the fan the fan feeling is a little bit closer than what it is. There's some you know, angry people on Twitter who are like, I don't care about this. And it's like, okay, well, you know, stop watching it, I guess. Like it is, at the end of the day, it is just a basketball game. And I think someone ran the numbers. Like the average starter minutes in a regular season game this year is like 31.6. And the average starter minute in an IST game is 32. So it's not like they're really pushing that hard, but I think for the for the few games where you are seeing teams push, like you are seeing guys get up to like thirty eight minutes a night, and that that might all sort of that might all sort of like even out because every now and again there is a blowout just because it is a normal regular season game. But I think it is I think it is exciting, but I I think it'll get better. I think it is exciting, but I think what they need to fix is just make the rewards a little bit better. Like obviously, <laughs> you know. A few people, and you know, namely Anthony Davis, for some weird reason, has said, "Yeah, the money's like a great motivator," which is a bit of a red flag yeah. for a dude who's made like hundreds of millions of dollars. But um, I think you can like really make some regular season rewards built into this. Like, if you make it to the quarterfinals, do you get like an extra win on top of your uh, regular season record? So now all these guys would like win a tiebreaker, or maybe just like the two champions get an extra win on their record or maybe just like the actual champion gets gets an extra win on their record. They need to make it so that there is some sort of, yeah, there, there is some regular season incentive. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, all these teams sort of, well, half these teams, not even actually, it's just sort of like the Bucks, the Suns, the Lakers and the, the Boston. They're like legitimate good teams who have won some stuff. But, like, if you're the Knicks, Indiana, New Orleans, and, and Sacramento, like, there's a chance to, like, hang a useless banner mm. that has a non-zero chance of not being useless, like, mm. 10 years from now. So that's um that's exciting. And I think, like, you know, to go to go back to your point where you're like, oh, I'm a little bit like, ah, oh, this, you know, the, the NBA is getting a bit ahead of themselves. And then you want to see what it's like on the big dance in Las Vegas. Um Let's let's sort of see how the quarterfinals go because I think I think there could be legitimate like massive exciting moments in the quarterfinals. Yeah, I think. Well, to just uh, follow up on that, players starters are playing thirty-two minutes versus thirty-one point six. That I've run the numbers. Yeah. That's, that's a 0.4 difference per minute, and 0.4 times sixty <laughs> is twenty-four seconds, which means they're out there for an extra shot clock. Uh, <clears throat> so you know, take of that what you will. Um, and yeah, just to, just a final wrapping up point from my side is that is there's no law here yet, so we have to stop acting like there is. But I I, I do agree. Like it, I think it just needs time. And Marco was talking about uh, mm. I think the FA Cup, and he was like the reason it's so important. I think the main reason is because you have all these random teams from different leagues, but also there's like yeah. of, or maybe however x amount of years of history. Um, so yeah, and there's like you know there's a there's a history of upsets and things like this. So so yeah, I think we just mm. got time because like what are we fucking with twenty games through the regular season, you know? So like yeah, the season is still young. There's still a lot to learn. Um, but I guess I guess there is like this this secondary storyline in the first quarter of the season that uh 
yeah, that that's happening because you, you don't really talk about the you, know, you kind of talk about the in season tournament and what it means to the regular season, but you also kind of talk about it like it's two different things. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, I think it's more of like a let's give it some time. Let's stop. Let's stop forcing it. Yeah, yeah. Let's stop J.R. Smith. Yeah, it. I, I, let's start uh, Kevin Duranting <laughs> it. Um, I think there were some stats where it's like you know their views are up like you know 150 percent or some crap. Like you know it is in terms of like watching November basketball. It is nice to, you know, so we might look at the schedule like, you know, a week ago and go, oh, okay, there's a big game on, you know, between like the, the Kings and the Warriors, you know. <laughs> we did mm. the numbers the 15th time they've played each other in the past 12 months. But like, you know, oh, there's a big game. All right, let's all get together and watch it. Mm. But now at least, I mean, there were two days in the NBA schedule where it's like, okay, these games should mean something. They're on a special court, which I think the court, I'd say, 95% of them are disgusting and ugly, mm-hmm. but at least it, at least it's got a different feel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's got that playoff feel. And I, because, <laughs> you know, in the playoffs when they all change their court. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it feels different. I think, you know, it's it's a step in the right direction. Like, it's there's a lot of work to do, but it's definitely something different and something good. Yeah. Um, on that, like, views are up 150%. That might just be because they're pushed, right like... Now. Are they not on ESPN, the games? Mm. Yeah. yeah, I guess. Um, but so, so are the games last year. Like, there, there's always, like, NBA Wednesday, NBA Friday, or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Like, there's always... Let me let me get the actual number up. So just yeah. talk for a couple of minutes. Yeah, well, it's actually... It leads into a point that I've started really, like, listening to, like, when people, like, break down stats and facts. Like, the Cavs were talking about how they had a 16th-ranked D, and how it was like, yeah, the way JB Bickerstaff wants to play D, it's like... It's very interesting because uh, everyone's reliant on each other and it's not just about guarding the guy in front of you. And they just had this whole like long-winded way of saying, we just shit at D. Like it wasn't like, oh, <laughs> it was, they were like, oh, it's going to take a while to fill each other out. And we have like the most unique defense in the league. It's like, no, no, no. Every single D ever has been dependent on all five players being accountable. You're not the first to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the NBA has been around for 76 uh, years, actually. Thank uh, Shout out to the 75th anniversary. Uh, or maybe 77, whatever. Um, but yeah, that, that's one of them. And then another one was, you know, uh, Alex Hoops? I think Alex Hoops is his Alex name. Hoops. Just like breakdown videos. No. Oh, he does really good videos no. on YouTube. Um, but he, he had this one. Shout out. He had this one about the Mavericks <laughs> and Luca, And he was like, he had mm. this stat in it. Where it was like, when Luka Doncic goes to the bench, the Mavericks have the worst rated offense in the league. No fucking mm. shit. The offense is Luca, <laughs> and there for a very long time there was no backup plan. So of course, when Luca yeah. goes to the bench, they are going to rank low, if not the worst, when you compare them to every other starting unit. So you just gotta, you know, mm. you gotta, you gotta look, you gotta read between the lines sometimes. You gotta look a little further, um, and it's very easy. It's and like the other one, I think this is maybe where it started, but like when every single season the AFL is like most viewers ever. What do you fucking mean? Of course, it's the most viewers ever. Not only is it the only sport in Australia, but like it just should be the most ever. The fucking population is always growing, uh, and you'd fucking hope so. How would it? How would it possibly go the other way? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess like I know baseball's going the other way, cricket's going the other way. We're Maybe going it's the other sports way. With the, sports, sports with a bat. Now nah, maybe it's just shit. That sports. was one of those audio. That was that was an audio cue. <laughs> maybe it's just the shit ones. 
What's with the bat? Oh, like COVID. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I got the numbers up for you. Yeah. Um, Jamie's been hard at work. Yeah. So uh, compared to um, compared to this time last season, coming from John Lewis of Sports Media Watch, the games are averaging 1.7 million viewers, which is up 55% from like games last season. And this is just comparing to, you know, the blockbuster ESPN games, you know, the Lakers and the Celtics, for example. Um, yeah, yeah. Also, one thing that this same report mentions that Netflix has interest in broadcasting in-season tournament games. And I think that, when, when the in-season tournament started, people were like, oh, call it the David Stern Cup, call it the Kobe Cup, call it the Commissioner's Cup. Mm. Um, and I think they just called it the in-season tournament trophy or whatever because they had they wanted to run it for a year and then be like, all right, we're not going to sell on the naming rights for this. So, like, next year uh, it could be called the Netflix Cup. Oh, that'd yeah, be good. Yeah, it could be called, like, the, the Starry Drink Fresh Cup. Yeah. Um, Ruffles. Ruffles Cup. Had, Compared to um, compared to similar games last season, um, the average margin of victory was the lowest it had been since 2016. So, yeah, stuff. All right. Stuff. So, the, so, so basically, not, you've looked into it and you've kind of disproven that little mini rant I had. No, it's not. It's, it's, no, no, you're it's right. Subjective, I'm isn't it? Okay, cool. Well, I'll I'll take that. Um, let's move on to the next topic. Or any final comments? Nah. Well, okay. Audio <laughs> cue. Um, <laughs> so we want to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, we were talking earlier in the week about, you know, what should we talk about on the podcast and when, what's one topic that we, uh, you know, that what's one team that we can sort of focus on. We're talking about the Bucks because they started off pretty cruddy. Um, there was the opening line where Damian Lillard had like 16 free throws and it was like, that's the most free throws by a the Milwaukee Buck on their <laughs> debut game. And it's like, well, me and my homies were just talking about that. <laughs> that. Um, and, uh, yeah, they seem to have turned the ship around. The ship was going in the wrong direction. You can say that, Jerry, again, if you want. But they seem to turn it around. Um, and if we recorded this the other day, they would have been coming off a win. But now they're coming off an overtime loss to the Chicago Bulls mm. without DeMar DeRozan or Zach Levine, whatever the hell was happening there. Um, but their stats before the Chicago game, I'll just run through it. Um, they are fourth in points per 100 at 119.4. They're 10th in three-point attempts, seventh in three-point percentage, second in two-point percentage, and fourth in free throws per 100. Then the following stats coming from cleaning the glass, they've got the 12th best efficiency differential, third in effective field goal percentage, uh, fourth in losing turnovers, um, and then that's all the offensive stats and looking pretty juicy. But in terms of opponents' points per position, they're sitting 21st. You know, they're usually a defensive stalwart, but now they're 21st. Um, mm. 18th in opponents' effective field goal percentage. And then in terms of opponent rim frequency, one of their, you know, their catch points for this, this last little area, they're currently 12th. But I will mention that these this stats are still very small because... Yeah. I think a couple of days, a couple of days ago, they were fifth, and then they had a bad game, and then they're twelfth. But um, opponent mid frequency, so they're giving up the uh, third most mid range shots, which you would say is good and something that the defense wants. Um, mm-hmm. And they're giving up the ninth stingiest amount of um, opponent three point shots. So that's their numbers. And I think the first thing to say is that it seems a little bit of 
a shell of what Mike Budenholzer created. Mm, yeah. Uh, and that might be personnel. It might be the new coach. There's, we've obviously seen like there's some pretty bad body language from Giannis sort of waving off Adrian Griffin. Um, but it all, uh, like, despite saying that it does look a bit like a shell, the offense is better than it has been in previous years. The offense is better on the stats and on the eye test. And it's it's all trending in the right direction. What do you think, Lukey? Man, I really like, I really like, uh, I think it's very promising, actually. Because the eye test is like, they're kind of just watching these games that they're playing in. And they're like, yeah. they're like, they're like a manager that's on break, and there's like a, a full blown catastrophe happening on on the floor, and they're like, "Come, we need you, we need you." And the manager's there, like, takes a last sip of coffee, is like, stretches it out, it's like, "All right, all right, let's do this." And then like, just <laughs> and like, all right, let's just let's just get the win, watch the film, we'll see where we can improve for next time. We'll coast through the first three quarters, but when it comes time to win the game, we'll win the game. So I think it's a very promising thing. I think they're not as much focused on basketball as much as they're focused on winning. Uh, like that heat game, they played a really good heat team. And when it came time to win the game, they mm-hmm. won it. What was the game earlier in the, oh, they played the Blazers. And honestly, they didn't play for the first three quarters. And then they were like, all right, what are we down 15? <laughs> right, it's going to be a bit hard, but we'll get it done. And even the Bulls, man, yeah. they looked like fucking dog water until 10 minutes to go. And they had the lead with yeah. zero seconds to go. And you like, you give <laughs> Alex Caruso a fucking 180 spin, then fading three-pointer. I think you live with the result mm. of whatever happens after that. Um, mm. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think, yeah, I think there's actually nothing to worry about. And this is something I tweeted from the deep twos account, but uh, late down the stretch, um, Giannis was charging down the court with like 50 seconds to go or 40 seconds to go. This is against the bulls. And he like dished it off to Lopez who hit a three from the right wing. And then the next bucket, the um, bucks made was like, Dame penetration. This is with like 20 seconds to go or something. Kicks out to Malik Beasley and hits a three. It's like you have two superstars who are obviously trying to make the play and cause the breakdown. And then once they've caused the breakdown, they trust their teammate to take the open shot. And those teammates have been dependable enough to make them. Um, Like Malik Beasley's what, like first in the league for three point percentage, some bullshit, zeroth in the league, just shooting like better than he's ever shot. (laughs) Very repeatable. Uh, so I actually think there's yeah. a lot of really promising signs and I'm sure we'll get onto the Dame and Giannis stuff first, but Sean, what do you make of these numbers in recent performances by the <laughs> Bucks? Uh, thank you for the question, Lucas. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it started off a little bit, yeah, a little bit tepid, but I think, um, yeah, Malik Beasley just coming out and yeah, he's in the zero percentile for whatever the stat is, right? But like Malik Beasley... We know what he can do. Like we've seen it in multiple stops now, except for the Lakers for whatever reason that is. But we've seen that he can just come out and just drill shots, right? So yeah, in where are we? Three point attempts in six point four attempts per game, he's shooting forty four percent, right? And he should be because like he's a dude who's just going to jack the shots up, um, and he's just very good at doing that. <laughs> and I think there was like a a bit of a line of demarcation halfway through this young season where Adrian Griffin was just like, look. Well, like we need you to take shots. I think he came out the next game and just took ten shots because that's what they need out of that fifth starter. <laughs> um, <coughs> well, I've been sitting on that cough for a while. Should, um, should that's we, what we need uh, out of the fifth starter? That? Nah, no, nah, leave it in. It's all, it's all <laughs> okay, authentic. Great. Even this is authentic. Um, but it's just, uh, yeah, like Malik Beasley's been getting it up, and he should. But um, 
it's uh, it's it's because because they've completely exhausted their resources, um, and because Chris Middleton's not looking very good, it's like okay, well, Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo, they're obviously going to do what they do, and they're very good at doing what they do, and they're going to win basketball games just by simply existing on the court together. But the supporting cast is like needs to get better. Like Brook Lopez, I think he's, he's having like just a very stellar season. Like he's back to, you know, draining threes and he's back to like defending the rim at like the high, you know, near defensive player of the year level that he is. But Chris Middleton just has been absolute dog shit. Um, and Malik Beasley, yeah, he's jacking up the shots, but you're not going to ask him to do any more. Like there was obviously that that key play against the Pacers in the in-season tournament where he pointed to his feet and then just completely, uh, sorry, um, Tyrese Helvet and pointed to his feet and he just ran a circle around him. Mm. Um, and Beasley's just not a defender. And like, yeah, that fifth starter is always going to be Jay Crowder, Beasley or Pat Cottenham where it's like, okay, you're only going to get offense or you're only going to get defense or whatever it is. And, you know, Marjan Beauchamp still not ready yet. And that's, that's fine. You drafted him what, like 29th a year ago, right? Um, I think, yeah. They just they just need to they just need to solve. I think the fifth starter spot is actually kind of locked into Malik Beasley. That was one of our talking points here. But I want to talk about Chris Middleton. Um, Lucas, can you give us Chris Middleton's stats before we get into it? Yeah, I can give you Chris Middleton's stats. They might have updated, but if they haven't, uh, no, uh, I, I did. I updated them this morning. Oh, there you go. Well, they look like they've un- they've been unchanged. So eleven point eight <laughs> points. Four assists to 1.7 turnovers, 46-32-78 splits, which are, you know, usually we say they're good numbers if you can get them. Um, These might not fill (laughs) that criteria. Uh, So you've also put here as a few talking points, should they trade him, Ert Serta. Um, I I, I think there's, like, as much as there is a filling out period with Adrian Griffin and the rest of it, I think mainly Adrian Griffin and Giannis, uh, there's also the Damon Giannis, which I'm sure, you know, we've touched on it a few times. I'm sure we will get a, get to it eventually. And <laughs> eventually. Yeah. And then there's also like Chris Middleton, who's kind of just been like lost in the shuffle, but he's readjusting to all of these guys. And he's gone from like being the late game bucket getter to then um or like late game creator alongside Giannis to then a few years unhealthy. Or just or just late game, he's a flaming bag. You have to put the ball in the basket, otherwise we suck. Yeah, and every time he does, he, he gets that shot against Boston. He seems to hit it from fucking wherever on the court. <laughs> but, uh, mm. but yeah, I think that um, there's a massive adjust. I think like there's a there's a clay adjacent adjustment for Middleton. And although Clay has mm. been bad for like a year and a half now, I don't think Middleton's been bad for as long as Clay has. And I actually have faith that Middleton will uh, find find a, 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 a you know a limited a more limited role in this team than he used to have. But um, teams have just been full court guarding Dame and the guy they go to bring the mm. ball up is Middleton. And like the offense looks completely fine late in late game when he has the ball. Like he's a pretty, he's a pretty mm. good ball handler and you put him against the wing who's probably not going to be attacking the point of attack. And, you know, the, the most important, you know, the, the best guard defenders on Dame, the, the best mm. big defenders mm. on uh, Johnny. And so then Middleton's getting mm. the third guy, maybe the fourth. So I think there's like, I think he's going to have to find a new role and it's not going to be a, a role that's predicated on numbers. Um, I would mm. say that the, I'd say of all these numbers that we have here, the assist turnovers doesn't really back up what I'm saying, but maybe it's not about getting assists for him. And maybe it's about making the early pass and getting the offense going with 20 seconds to go on the shot clock. Uh, mm. The the three point percentage, I think is the one that, that, you know, 
is is a bit of a red flag. But I I, I actually think he'll be fine. I actually think this team is going to be like a game sixty. They'll start to be like, oh, this is what it was supposed to look like. But I feel like you might disagree with me. Yeah. Sean. No, I mean, like, so so I picked him to win the title uh, when we were doing that opening night pod with the four man leave. I picked him to win the title, um, and I'm just sort of, you know, maybe it's a little bit of bias, but I'm just trying to find ways to believe in it. Um, and yeah, like Chris Middleton can he can turn it around, but he sort of has to because they don't mm-hmm. know they've, they've given. They've traded all their assets in, you know, the Eric Bledsoe trade and the Drew Holiday trade and now the Damian Lillard trade. They've given up absolutely every piece. And it's like, well, how much do you value their young dudes? Okay, well, not enough to offset Chris Middleton getting paid, what, 30 mil this year, 31.6 next year, and then a player option for $34 million the following year, which, you know, I think he's going to pick that up, right? So it's like, that's a lot of money for a dude on the wrong side of 30. Uh, he's 32. Um like you're you're stuck with it, but there was one in, in that Miami game. There was one nice little piece where it's like you know what we're seeing with this Bucks team is they do just turn it up in in fourth quarter. I think they refer to that as game time. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard that, <laughs> but they do turn it up. And then Chris Middleton started hitting a couple of shots as well. And I think you're really right, Lukey, where it's like okay, well their best perimeter defender isn't guarding Chris Middleton, and Chris Middleton is tall for his position. So it's like okay, well all of a sudden. I mean, Jimmy wasn't playing that game, but if you don't have Jimmy Butler guarding you, then you've got Kyle Lowry guarding you. And I think, you know, there's a there's a space and game 60 might be a good time to put a pin in and come back and see where it's going. But there's a space for Chris Middleton to morph, not from the dude who was just hitting those crazy shots against Boston and other teams, but for him to be like, okay, well, I'm pretty much always going to have a smaller defender on myself. And Damian Lillard and Giannis, like Damian's going to draw a double off every single one of those pick and rolls. Giannis is going to be rolling and he knows how to pass the ball. There's there's a space where Chris Middles can, can turn into like a real good, like very short isolation player where he'll catch mm-hmm. the ball. He's got a smaller defender, whether it's just a jab or has he pull up Jim Burrow or like a quick post and turn around. Like he can, he can hit the shot. Like he's a, he's a shot creator. And I think, you know, just let's let's just call it like a, a Kyle Larry size dude on him every single night. Mm. I think he can really just turn into that sort of isolation scorer where if he knows that he's going to be defended by a bad player every single time. Like where, when they go up against the Warriors, like it's probably going to be Steph Curry on Chris Middleton. That's like, you know, another Kyle Larry type where it's like you mm. can win that matchup at a very high level. Um, and yeah, he did it against the Heat down the stretch where he started hitting the shots and the commentators were like, usually they've just had him as the bailout and like Dane Lewis started bailing him out. But as soon as Dane just couldn't get a shot off because good defenders were, were doubling him, yeah, there's, there's space there for Chris Middleton and then you've got Malik Beasley and um, what the seven foot Clay Thompson just sitting there behind the three point line. Like there's, there's a blueprint here for this to still be the best offense like we've ever seen ever. Mm. Um, and right now, where what did I say it was right now it's 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 fourth right and we're saying this is like one of the worst case scenarios not everything's gelling yet and they're fourth so it's mm. like fuck man like it's game sixty this this could be the best Chris Tasselzingas is already injured he's going to keep getting injured um, yeah it's I think it is trending in the right direction and I I still like my pick for him <laughs> for for the Bucks as, as um, title favorites where do you want to go from here. Well, Chris Middleton is currently in the Tobias Harris role and he's doing a real Tobias Harris job of it. And I feel like he could <laughs> potentially turn back into Chris Middleton. But on Tobias Harris's 76ers, 
just a, just a quick little note. What, how do you feel about the 76ers this year, just generally? Yeah, really good. Yeah, and the Bucks are above them. <laughs> like, yeah, we've been yeah. spending this whole time <laughs> talking about how far away the Bucks are from their best-case scenario and how good mm. we feel about the 76ers and their third um, in the East and checks notes behind the fucking Orlando Magic. And, you know, Boston, <laughs> we're thinking it was Boston-Milwaukee. Um so yeah, they're they're right where they they're where they should be. It's been a pretty messy road to get there, uh, and we mm. are you know I think we're in agreement that they're far away from that. Actually, that Bucks Celtics game, whenever it was, a week or two ago, the Celtics were up by like twenty or thirty or something, and then the Bucks made it a game. Like yeah, th- their ability to turn it around and switch it like ah oh, man, there's there's just too many promising signs for this team. Um, yeah, yeah. Also, just on, on the 76ers, let's talk about Damian Lillard after this, but on the 76ers, look, yeah, they might be fourth or fifth or whatever it is, but they had the James Harden situation, which they just morphed into a couple of role players and some trade assets, and then Tyrese Maxey's been excellent. Their third best player got hit by a car, mm. and what, Joel, Joel and Beats like four games, and it's like, well, how are you ever going to win those four games? And that's that's just what it is, because yeah. you can't blame them for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is it is promising that yeah we feel excellent about Nick Nurse's seventy sixes. But yeah, the, that that's a good point. But yeah, Dame Giannis they haven't run too many pick and rolls this season. I think I think a month ago it was they had run twenty nine picks together, um, which was sixty first among all two man games. And you might know that there's thirty teams in the NBA. They should at least be given that these are the two best players. They should at least be in the top thirty. But um, those numbers are slowly increasing, but do you know why they're not running the Damianus two man game? Or yeah, do you know why? Or, uh, I can't, I can't rational, I can't explain it. But uh, if this was two K, you'd be spamming this action every single time down. And we've sort of found in the past couple of years that maybe like the two K rationale, or hey, just take a lot of threes, or hey, just spam this action, kind of works. Mm. Why aren't they doing yeah. that? Yeah. Look, 61 would also suggest that they're either the second or third most frequent on the Bucks. Uh so mm. I I I couldn't I couldn't tell you. Uh, it's always kind of the most puzzling thing um when you have like a superstar guard and a superstar forward or big and you're not running pick and mm. roll. Like honestly, any time your offense starts to look a little stagnant, just run a pick and roll. And I'm sure something good will happen mm. from it. But it feels like Adrian Griffin is going this like he's like lo- he's looking he's looking at like the big picture and like focusing on the whole offense before you know breaking the game, um, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's 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 been a lot of time there's been a lot of times where I just think oh, man, I think this is back to the earlier point as well, where it's like it is just too early to judge them on these numbers and this, because every time they're in a, a pick and roll, it, it does look like incredible. And man, Dame's been coming off Giannis and actually also fucking shout out to Bobby Portis. The numbers, the efficiency isn't looking great, but he seems to be making big plays every single, uh, every single, single time I'm watching the bucks, but yeah, Dame coming mm. off like a Giannis or Bobby or Brooke. Um, I'm on first name basis with all of them screen. He has so <laughs> much fucking space, man. Like, he, it, it looks like he has the whole inside of the three-point line and he just, like, walks around and, like, hmm, well, I take mm. the shot from this time. And he always goes to that, like, short corner, um, like, uh, along, uh, yeah, along the baseline. 
and takes like a little fade away and it, it, you know he makes it or he misses it he looks so comfortable like he's not at game pace he's like walk it's like a practice pace um mm. i'm sure i'm sure oh, i'm actually not sure because fucking <laughs> we, we expect like nba coaches to just like simplify the game and let the best players just figure out a few points every night but like surely mm. when it comes to the playoffs you just run it three or four times in a row and just make the off like make the other team use a timeout make them shit themselves for a little bit get them angry yeah. get them out of their rhythm like surely that's when that's surely that's what you're waiting for you're waiting for them to use it uh because i'm you know i'd be running it i'd be running it every time they're on the court together i would be running it two or three times in a row just without question mm. just like yeah yeah you let the other team see what's happening you also let damon Giannis see what's happening with the other team um yeah, I wouldn't sprinkle it in there. There'd be a few moments where I was like, this is now the game. This is what the game is going to be for the next yeah. minute and a half. Um, yeah, so you'd be running it, I, I assume, there, Sean. Yeah, it's, and, and that's the only thing, like, uh, I completely agree with everything you've said, but that's the only thing that gives me pause, that rookie head coach, Adrian Griffin, is he, like, holding it in for the playoffs? Mm. Um, or, you know, does he, I don't know, does he think he's greater than thou? Do you think he... Does he, does he see himself as like a Steve Kerr type coming into this team and it's like, oh, I'm going to get rid of the old archaic ways of Mark Jackson and just revolutionise his offence, which uh, I don't think there was much more revolutionising to do. Like they won an NBA championship with Dan and a pick and roll ball handler as their best player. I don't think there's much more you can do. Like it's pretty clear you're going to you're gonna sag on the pick and roll, you're going to stop them on defence and you're just going to hit a lot of shots because Giannis is going to make the right decision. I don't think there's any need to hide it um yeah and that's i guess that's the only thing that sort of gives me a bit of pause like the whole rookie head coach thing what do you think about that are you worried or, or no oh it's another it's another ist situation where we'll just have to see how it plays out but it reminds me of mm. like this thought i always have like imagine all the plays we haven't seen the coaches have just been like they've drawn up and be like fuck i've got to wait for like a good time to run that um and they just yeah. end up coaching teams that are too shit to ever be in a situation <laughs> where they get to run it. Uh, mm. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think we need the full season cycle to make a full assessment on Adrian Griffin because uh, we haven't mm. seen him in like you know pre and post All Star break and in the playoff slash playing situation. Um, mm. And through nineteen games, he's thirteen and six. So uh, you know it helps to have yeah. the roster he does, but. You know, how many times have we seen fucking coaches fuck it up? Like, I would yeah. say I'm probably lighter on Doc Rivers than most people. Um, but there was just so many times where it was like, fuck, man, you got uh, Boston aside. And, you know, there was a Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, Rajon Rondo, and like incredible role players <laughs> reason for their success as well. But I don't mm. think you have ultimate success without success without being a good head coach or being a head coach that matches and blends with the team. And maybe Giannis and Adrian Griffin going at each other like that is like, maybe that's, maybe that's just how they communicate. And maybe that is a good thing. Um, mm. but I think, I think it is too early to tell. I think, I think we're, we're going to need I'm We're going to need to see him in the playoffs. Um, Cause we do the same thing with players. Like I can't think of like, Oh, like the Cavs. we've been, everyone's been hot on the Cavs, And then as soon as the playoffs come around, they shit themselves. Like they just do not know how to yeah. play in that situation. Uh, and maybe, uh, you know, maybe he's a playoff coach, you know, maybe, maybe when the playoffs roll around, he, he becomes even better. So I think, I think we need to see, I think, you know, 
part of yeah. part of what we do here on the D2 NBA podcast network, the D2 podcast <laughs> network, is speculate and try and forecast this stuff. But I think I think we need to see it. I think this is it's such like a it's such a high stakes team with so much variance and like we mm-hmm. like the outside view of them of failure will be like they don't make the conference finals, which is like that expectation is like so much better than 20 teams, 25 teams. So I think we, I think yeah. we, we just, we just need to see it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, let's take a quick break uh, before we get into the news of the week. Yeah. This episode of The Deep 2 is presented by Gelateria Bico, the official gelato of The Deep 2. Gelateria Bico, handmade gelato in the heart of Brunswick. You want to talk WNBA? Maybe some WNBL? Australian Opals chat? Heck, even dabble in some EuroLeague? Find the W Basketball Show on The Deep 2 Podcast Network. Ooh, and we're back. I got myself a fresh cup of Joe. And mm-hmm. <laughs> let's get into the news of the week. Um, fresh cup of Joe has got to be like one of the best fucking sayings. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, 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 what number Joe is this for you for the day? Uh, this is Joey 2. Yeah, um, Joey 2 step. But uh, but it's a, it's a fat cup. It's one of those ones that's like fat and then it sort mm. of pyramids in. Mm. But um, mm. Jesus. All right. Top of the top of the top news? of the, um, news. Um, top of the first one coming from first one coming from Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports. Um, Miles Bridges is expected to leave the Hornets in the off season. Um, this is sort of a counter report. I think there was someone who said that he was actually expected to stay. Um, yeah, he's played ten games. The Charlotte Hornets aren't very good at basketball. He obviously picked up a qualifying offer. If he did resign with the Charlotte Hornets, he would be the second player to pick up the qualifying offer and then resign with the team. Uh, the first one being Spencer Hawes. How about that? But yeah. how do you feel about um, how do you feel about uh, Miles Bridges sort of you know being a horrible human being and then the Charlotte Hornets, I would say for wrong, standing by him and then mm-hmm. even potentially leaving in the off season. Spencer Hawes also a Charlotte Hornets legend. Uh, Look, man, so first of all, <clears throat> I find it interesting the language they're using around Miles Bridges because it's like usually it's like expected to re-sign, not expected to stay. And it's like expected to sign mm. elsewhere or exploring options rather than expected to leave. Mm. So hopefully reading into that, it's it's like he's not going to be in the NBA. And like, fuck, man, nah. I cannot, I actually, I can't believe it, man. What the fuck? Why, 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 why is he <laughs> surely like... Sure, like looking at this from the most fucking analytical view possible, sure, and like mm. you know, stripping back the emotion and the fucking rationale and being a human being and caring. Surely, the competitive mm. advantage of having him on your team, if you all just agree that that isn't worth it because he should be in fucking jail, surely <laughs> that is more important than fourteen points a night. Like, surely, <laughs> like it's it's yeah. I ca- I can't believe like how like you know i feel like it's it's for most of us or for at least a few of us it's hard for us to forget and you know forgive a a very deliberate uh and harmful action that he's done that he did like multiple times um you know it's Mm. fucking abuse like nearly killing Mm. someone nearly killing someone who Mm. was your partner with children that you've uh that you both share nearly killing someone in front Mm. of those children uh 
how is that getting lost? You know, how is that getting lost in all of this? How is that? Yeah, how definitely. how are you able to like wake up and be like, oh, hey, Mars Bridges, here's your hundred k for the fucking for the two weeks, yeah. or whatever it is. You know, it was actually going to be much much yeah. more than that. Like how 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 how's everyone in this? How is everyone involved in giving a guy like this a contract? Able to fucking mm. just go on with their day like like nothing's like nothing's happening. Uh, mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not going to talk about the basketball reasons. I just fucking no, definitely. Well, the the bit that got me was um, down the end of last season. It might have been like game sixty or seventy. He was at uh, court part of a Lakers game where it was Charlotte at Lakers. And then mm-hmm. after the game finished, there was like, you know, the, the NBA official, or maybe it wasn't NBA official, but it was like, you know, meeting up with, with you know, former teammate Miles Bridges, right? And it's like, you know, Lamelo's dapping him up and then Scary Terry's like, oh, what's going on, Miles and stuff? Mm-hmm. And it's like, what the what the fuck are we doing here? Like, mm-hmm. why is like, these dudes are like saying hi to him, like, oh, let's get some shots up after the game, man. Like, yeah. I've missed you. It's like, you know why you haven't been playing basketball with him? Yeah. Have you read anything? Have you read? Have you clicked on any article ever about why this dude isn't wearing a jersey right now? Mm. Um, Spencer Hawes, uh, a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't think he is in oh. terms of like just um, not not in anything horrible. I just yeah. Let's let's just well, like I'll put the conjecture there. Like he, he doesn't <laughs> pass the beer test or something. No, nah, he doesn't. Yeah, it's just the beer test. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he's he's fully allowed to be a functioning member of society but not the beer test um yeah. speaking of functioning members of society josh giddy uh former oh, and kevin st <laughs> kevin's um kid um he's currently under police investigation for a potential relationship with a minor that's coming from tim mcmahon of espn we obviously know about the allegations that came out last week marco and i covered them i wouldn't say in depth because it was just twitter rumors at the moment mm. um but the next game he played was in minnesota for the ist game um and yeah, he was getting booed every single time he touched the ball, every single time the announcers mentioned his name. Um, and apparently, the, the the female in question, her and her family aren't cooperating with the police uh, investigation, which is I'm going to assume meaning this is going to come down to this isn't going to get resolved, and it's just going to be something that's mentioned for the rest of Josh Giddy's career, but there will be no legal ramifications for the bloke. Yeah. Um, shout out to the Minnesota fans. Uh, a lot of good things coming out of the Timberwolves this year. It's seriously just cat that's still the issue. Um, but but yeah, I so yeah, I feel like there was a lot of speculation um, when you and Marco recorded your episode, and there wasn't really much substance. Oh, mm. not so much. It just wasn't like the most supported system. Yeah, of, you know the allegations. Yeah, uh, and. Even though it still looked like it was quite clear that Josh Kitty was a pedophile, uh, but yeah, now that there's a police investigation, I think this is it's you know kind of best of a bad situation. Um, in terms of uh, the girl in the relationship and uh, them not cooperating with uh, officials, like, do you know exactly what that entails? Because like, I definitely haven't looked into that. But my initial reaction no. to seeing like the the um, headline was like fucking good on them. Like I'm sure that not cooperating with officials in an instance an instance like this is like you know I think maybe that maybe the family and her are doing it on their terms and maybe the police don't like that. Um, but yeah, man, it 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 did look like it was a relationship and like 
it wasn't a mistake. Like, if it feels like mm. they were together for like a little while, and you know, if that's the case, mm, mm. how's the age difference not going to come up? Even if it doesn't come up directly, and she says, "I am this age," surely after a while, mm. you're like, "Oh, okay." She goes to fucking high school. Uh, you know, <laughs> why can't is... I contact you from nine to three Monday yeah. to Friday? Yeah. Why do you always come over with um, a fucking book bag on? You know. Yeah. <laughs> why have you got a button-up shirt? Um... That says Northgate <laughs> High School. Yeah. <laughs> why is there a crest on your shirt? That's like yeah. not a great fashion choice. Yeah, it's like you know the the Andrew Bogart you know rationale, oh. which um, I think I think we can say is wrong, but. You know, being at a at an over eighteen club, that's it still doesn't make it legal. But yeah, it's like it wasn't one instance. We saw all the videos; they were hanging out, they went out for dinner. He was talking to her brother in multiple times. Like, this isn't just yeah, this isn't just like oh, I met her once. Fuck, I fucked up. It's like no, nah, man. Like, <laughs> what do you? Yeah, it's yeah. Let's just move on because again, yeah. not really a basketball comment. But but, but you it's wanna, like, yeah. <laughs> so it's like so that's that's kind of the thing that I've been like. You you can understand, and it's awful that if it were to happen one time, like you can understand, like oh, okay, you fucked up, you didn't know. It, it's possible it didn't come up in conversation. You're at an over 18s event. That makes sense, okay, and you can understand that. But it seems like it was, you know, over and over again. Yeah, and it, that it was a relationship. And fucking hell, man, Josh Giddy is set to be a nine figure business, and he's in a world with million and billionaires and mm. uh and this is a point that you know the the actual one and only dante boffer mr boffer man how made yesterday when we caught up for a latte when we had to pivot because we it was too rainy to have a kick but he was like you're in this world yet you're in you're choosing to engage with a minor and you know a person that isn't in this world and i thought that was a great point that he made so i wanted to um mm. not make it seem like it was my point um but yeah, we agreed on the, he's like a massive figure and he has this huge responsibility and it's not good enough for him to be, to make this mistake over such an extended period of time. Now, the other thing with the Andrew Bogut and the Andrew Bogut agreeers is that they, their, their fucking view isn't innocent until proven guilty. It's if he's guilty, he's still innocent. Like they aren't, they aren't <laughs> giving him the benefit of the doubt and saying he made a mistake. Um, they're being like, even if he is guilty, she's responsible, which is just mm. so insane for a 40 year old <laughs> to say about a 16 year old, like what the <laughs> fuck, man. And Andrew Bogut, another massive, like eight figure, potentially nine figure business at this point of his life. And he knows that mm. what he says, people listen to, and it's not like, mm. he's also got that, like, I'm not a role model thing about him, but it's like, shut the fuck up. You are. You, 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 all right. You're not a role model. Don't play in the NBA. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Yeah, so yeah. Just, just by being, yeah, by by being in the NBA, you you are going to get a certain amount of eyeballs. And yeah. Mm. Um. All right. Let's move on to the next piece of news. But before we do, the Warriors, as we mentioned, were up 19 points. They're now up three in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um. The Bulls would cover Austin Reeves in a potential Zach Levine deal coming from Shams Trani of the Athletic. Um, Black is can't make a deal until December 15th, the trade eligibility deadline, which is 12 days away. It's just the, the countdown to Christmas. I, um, I've i actually got two advent calendars. One's a, a Chubba Chub one and one's a Lint, uh, you know, it's like a Lint Bear one. And I'm actually going to stop at December 15th because that's the real date that we're looking forward to. <laughs> the trade eligibility. Wait, 
I know you haven't what? I know you haven't cued me here, but I gotta tell you my advent calendar story. So I was set to record Luke, my what's episode. your advent calendar story. <laughs> I was set to record my episode of the W on Tuesday night, which is which was mm. the 28th of November. I came home to my place that I'm subletting now, and one of my housemates had bought me an advent calendar, a Barbie advent calendar. Mm. And I lay on the ground in my room after a you know not a, not a too long a day at work, but there was just a lot of tasks that were like, fucking, this is so annoying to do. And looking at a screen doesn't mm. help anything. But I had about eight mm. of the chocolates on November the 28th. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, November the 28th. And you just know they weren't in order. I can't remember what order I did them in. But <laughs> I opened them out of the packet. Because the fucking advent calendar chocolate is unbelievable. <laughs> it's the tastiest shit of all time. <laughs> and even if you were to have the, yeah, whole, uh, the whole tray, it's still half the amount of chocolate as like a Mars bar. Really? Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll say, yeah, actually, funnily enough, November 28th as well. I, I had a couple. But I'm not a madman. I had them in order. Like, I had I had the first and the second, man. I didn't just jump into the 15th. That's trade eligibility deadline day. I, I had them in order. I had top left to, to top right. <laughs> yeah, also, why are they making it difficult? <laughs> just go from top to bottom. I feel like that. that's... That's a yeah. You know, that's only happened in the past couple of years. But Austin Reeves, strange that the Bulls are noting Austin Reeves down as someone who they want back in the Zach Levine deal. I would prioritize picks, mm. guys on their rookie deals, mm. <laughs> players that haven't shut the bed this year. I mean, Austin Reeves hasn't shut the bed, but you know the 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 annoying cohort of Lakers fans were like, he's going to get the team USA done. Blah, 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 blah. Um, hasn't happened because you know it turns out the Lakers players are just overhyped. But yeah, it's, uh, I don't know about Austin Reeves. But also there was a report today saying that there hasn't been uh, that Zach Levine currently doesn't have a trade market, which is completely understandable. Because like you know, what mm-hmm. are you going to give up for a dude who might cap out as the third best player on a championship team? Um, the fact that he doesn't have a trade market, I think this report could be the Bulls trying to drum up a trade market, so they might be coming out mm-hmm. and saying, look. Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell and give us, you know, what's the next pick that the Lakers can trade? Like maybe yeah. their 30 pick, right? It's like if they put that out there, then that's the offer that teams have to beat, um, which is kind of grim. Like it's, mm. it's quite grim. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about anything on, on Levine or should we move on to the final bit? Yeah, I feel like Levine, Tobias Harris uh, are in the same tier of player. It's like, as you said, like pretend, like theoretically the third best player in the championship on a championship team. But I think that might be a bit of a stretch. I feel like maybe the third best scorer, but maybe like the sixth best mm. player. You know, I mean, yeah. a good, a good, a good person that I like to look up for this is that Pascal Siakam was the third best player on the 2019 champion. So it was it was Kawhi, Carl Lowry, and then Pascal. So it's so like who was the was, first guy? This player that you bring, Kawhi. Yeah. <laughs> what? He had like the best fucking playoffs we've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah, no, but Kawhi, then Kyle, and then um, Pascal. It's like, okay, you want to bring in the third best player. Is your third best player uh, yeah, than yeah. Pascal Siakam? <laughs> I see what you're saying. Sorry. Like, that's, that's, that's how I'm measuring it. Measuring yeah, um, that's fair. Right, final piece of news uh, coming from Kendra Andrews of ESPN. Some within the Warriors were, quote, annoyed, unquote, by Andrew Wiggins' lack of conditioning. Um, they uh, The article goes in to say that they understood what that he wasn't conditioned after he, you know, he had a he missed like the last 22 games with an undisclosed personal matter down the end of last season and just couldn't get into playoff shape before, you know, obviously not playing basketball. Um, but they were like, okay, well, that's 
you know, that's that's its own separate issue, but everything seemed to be fine in the off season and he started the season slow and he started the season out of shape. Um and just yeah, the first piece of come on, pull your head in, Andrew Williams, and like I made the joke <laughs> that Warriors Mafia Warriors Mafia pull um snapped his finger in his in his car door. <laughs> like the the next step to a car bomb so they can get Moses Moody to start. Mm. But um yeah, just this this is this has been the knock. You can find my article on deep2.com that I wrote about the Enigma for the fourth time. But this has been the knock on Wiggins his whole entire career. It's looking like 2022 was the abnormal season. Mm. Um, and then the fact that he's doing this, like he's coming into the season out of shape after he signs what the four one hundred deal, where it's yeah. like, oh, that's crazy. That the one year that you were great was your contract year when you were disappointed on the max, right? And then we got him for less than a max and everyone's like, shrewd business, shrewd business. Mm. But now it's like, oh, he's actually, he's not going to be good for another three years until he's a free agent again. Like mm. he's just the American Nick Batum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he's not. He's, he's Canadian. <laughs> Ma- Ma- Maple Batum. <laughs> uh, yeah, Air, Air Batum. Yeah, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't foresee... Yeah, in that 2022 season, he wasn't really doing a CYB sort of season. He was really doing like the the gritty work and defending and stuff. It wasn't like he was like focusing on his efficiency and his offense. He was doing like the hard like the hard stuff and getting boards and stuff. And then like was a decorated and celebrated player of a ring. Like seriously, you guys don't mm. come. I don't think you guys come close to winning that ring without him. And maybe that's a depth issue. Yeah, more than anything else. But you know, um, yeah, anyway, he was he was it. our second best player. Yeah, like, yeah, like, oh, I don't know. I can't get in the mind of, you know, Andrew Wiggins, even though I really fucking want to. But he, <laughs> he, but fuck, man, maybe he is just content, like, being like, fuck, I want a ring. I was an important player on that team. I can get nine, I can get, uh, I can get eight zeros after the one, or maybe it's eight zeros after a two, but by the time my career is all over, maybe it's eight zeros after a three, really. Uh, that's a, that's a good career, you know, that that's enough for me. And maybe you can just coast the rest of the way, which, you know, kind of goes against what the Warriors want as of right now. Mm. Um, but I mean, you, you guys had a good run. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely like, you know, there's, there's a lot of noise around the Warriors right now, but it's like, yeah, we're all past the age of 50. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it, it is what it is. Like this, this is just the ship is going to fall eventually. Like we're, it's done. This, we were so good and lucky to get that 2022 one. It's, it's fine. Like no matter what happens, we're fine, but damn, it's just, I wish we could hit shots. But then, damn, it feels good to fine. be a gangster. <laughs> that reminds me of that song. Um, yeah. Four minutes to go in the Warriors game. So I'm going to let you go. You got to go off to pirate. Oh, you're going to um, let me go. I got to go. Right. I got to go watch something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've got to go watch something. Also, can you yeah, also send me the audio file? <laughs> yeah, narries, mate, narries. Um, well, should uh, we finish on the question? Should we finish on the question, though? Are the Milwaukee Bucks legitimate contenders? Yeah, okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah, good finish. I'm happy we did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and I think All I recorded right. for 18 minutes extra after... Uh, yeah, after we re, 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 uh, we resumed. So I'll just chuck 18 in our little right. ones chat. The kimono is off. 
Oh, are we still? Are you going to put this in the episode? Uh, no, it's, all, it's, it's a good laugh. Oh, <laughs> all right. You're, okay. cool. you're, you're one there now. I'll, I'll see you're in. All right. See ya. The NBA moves so quickly these days, it's hard to keep up. Shams and Woj are breaking stories left and right, but the quick timeout is right there with them to keep you informed on the latest NBA news. Stop in and let us break it down as it happens. Find the quick timeout on the Deep Two Podcast Network.